You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Yeah, Thomas is a super talented guy. Gosh, he cares as much as anybody out there. So uh, put those two things together and going to lead to good places. Um, he's a lot uh, like all the other freshmen that should still be in high school that are here right now. Uh, we threw a lot at him real quick, and I think he was kind of swimming for a while, trying to figure everything out. And his, his last two practices were really good practices. So, again, was disappointed for him, but uh, he'll come back stronger. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Rob Watch, and Nate Klaus. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar in Grill on 31st and Yankee Hill Road. I was in there Saturday, uh, caught a bit of the Nebraska baseball game, and it's just a great place to go to watch sports. They had the volleyball on in there, all the Nebraska baseball games. This weekend, they'll have the red-white spring game on at 1. It's also a great place to go after the spring game. Um, if you want to, If you don't get a ticket to go watch Nebraska baseball, go down to Tanner's on your drive back and watch the game as they will have it streaming on all of their TVs. That's Tanner Sports Bar, 31st and Yankee Hill Road. Rob and Nate, you heard Coach Frost there talk about Thomas Fedoni and and just the injury itself. And, and you feel for him, um, and this to me is one of those injuries, it's more the perception of the injury than the reality, because the reality is Austin Allen's an NFL tight end, he's the starter. Travis Volkolek's probably an NFL tight end as well, and he's the number two. And Allen and, and um, Fedoni was going to be behind those guys, but have maybe a role in the team and learn from those guys. And now the hope is, could you get him back potentially for a four-game deal and play um, in 2021 here still? Which, you know, obviously is a possibility, but you're right. I mean, this is a guy that was the centerpiece of the 2021 class. I mean, they're talking about a borderline five-star five star player that, you know, Nebraska worked extremely hard to get. And he was um, bringing a lot of buzz and, you know, excitement to uh, the future of, of what they've been building on the recruiting front. And now, you know, he doesn't even make it through a full spring without blowing out his knee. You know, I mean, it's like the – the the I can't remember the the phrase, but if if something something could go bad, it will go bad for Nebraska. And Murphy's and law. Murphy's law. That's what I was thinking of. Yes, yeah, I mean that's that's another instance in this where Nebraska finally gets like this marquee level recruit and beats out the best of the best to get him. A couple months later, he's out with a knee injury. I mean, it's just it's one of those deals where as Nebraska fans, you just kind of throw your hands up and say, well, you know, add it to the list of uh, punches below the belt that we've endured over the years. Yeah, I feel terrible for Thomas. Um, you know, obviously, being able to get to know him throughout the recruiting process, I know how he's wired. And, and this is somebody, like Frost said in the open, like nobody cares more uh, than Thomas Fedoni. This, this is – I mean, he's a special individual – uh, supremely talented, you know, and I think that he was just starting to really kind of come into his own too, practicing at a high level and finally, you know, getting to understanding the the offense and everything and, um, you know, just kind of starting to get comfortable, you know, being a college athlete and, and comfortable with the offense and everything. And then something like this happens and, uh, and, and no, no contact injury too. Uh, it's kind of salt in the wound. I mean, it's not even like you could blame it on, well, it's just a, 
um, you know, a random deal where he got rolled up on or something. But this is, you know, just you just feel bad for the kid. So, um, but I know this. If you know, if anyone can come back from it quickly, it's going to be Thomas Fedoni. I mean, the guy. No one will outwork this kid, um, and so I would not bet against him being able to come back and and at least see time in in a game or two uh, towards the end of next season. I, I think that's with with where they're at and being able to uh, you know to to have these surgeries and and to heal from them. I, I think that he's somebody who could definitely do that. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show as we talk other offensive storylines. Coach Frost addressed quarterbacks. Um, said that Logan Smothers has come a long way with the reps. Heinrich Harburg is really talented. He was, quote, our favorite term, swimming in it. Um, but he is uh, now doing a lot better as well. Leads us to the next elephant in the room, finding that perfect transfer portal quarterback, which I think we've all kind of agreed on and off air. That guy just doesn't exist. I mean, it's like I want a guy that's good enough to start but knows he can't start because he's got to back up Adriana Martinez and be an insurance policy. Well, I think the reality is the guy that they would want, maybe like a Terry Wilson, doesn't exist. There, there, there just isn't the right type of transfer quarterback. So you, you get the sense today, unless a lot changes, they're riding with these guys they have right now, and they're not going to pursue a transfer quarterback. Well, and I think that was something we talked about going into spring was you know whether they would go after a transfer would be determined on how well Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg, and, and the rest of that group played this spring and. From the sound of things, I think the staff has liked what they've done enough to feel relatively good about that position, or at least good enough to not think that taking a quarterback is an absolute must do. Uh, and, you know, especially with the situation they're in, there are so many different boxes you have to check to find the right guy to bring into this situation that, yeah, I mean, maybe that player somehow pops into the transfer portal as spring practices around the country start to wrap up. But right now it doesn't seem like he's out there. And if Nebraska were to go out and get a quarterback, they'd probably be forcing the issue a little bit. And when you force the issue, then you're opening up a whole bunch of other problems with drama and guys getting unhappy and then all that stuff that would make things even worse in your current situation. Yeah. From my point of view, I think the, the only thing that would make sense right now, um, you know, would be, Finding a quarterback that's got two or three years of eligibility remaining, uh, that that maybe you know is a little bit of a head, a little bit ahead of a Logan Smothers or a Heinrich Harburg, uh, but then you're kind of throwing your your quarterback room out of whack, um, you know, when you combine what's already here along with maybe bringing in a new guy and then of course bringing in a, a 2022 signee and 2023 and so on and so forth. So. I mean, I would just at this at this point, I'd just be very surprised if if that quarterback existed, um, you know. And I think the staff does feel a lot more comfortable with what they're looking at with the number two situation right now than maybe they did when Luke McCaffrey initially decided to leave the program. And then finally, the running back position on Saturday. What are we going to see in this game? Uh, we know Marquis Step is out. Uh, we didn't get to see Gabe Irvin in the open practice. We have not seen Ramir Johnson um, in the chances we've been at practices this spring. Um, Sevian Morrison apparently had a concussion. He's now back, so we'll see him Saturday. But just the feel of that position, getting another look at Jacques Yant, uh, the two times we've seen him, I think everyone's like, wow, he's he's impressed. Nate, you were in the group with Ryan Held on Wednesday. Any glowing takeaways uh, about this running back battle right now? Well, you know, first of all, Ryan Held and all the running backs have heard 
um, all the talk about this position group. You know, I think if there's one position group on the team that people have been kind of worried about or expressing concern about, it's been the running back position. And, and all those guys have heard it. And so, um, you know, they've kind of taken a Rocky Four mentality, Ryan Held said, where they know they, they've got to out-train everybody. They've got to eat better than everybody. They've got to do the work, um, you know, the, the, all the extra drill work and everything that's not necessarily required, but do all those little things to, to kind of raise their overall level of play. And, uh, you know, you wish that all those guys were healthy and able to go through spring all at the same time. But uh, for the spring game, at least, you know, you're going to see some, some of Gabe Irvin, who has uh, his impressed uh, and who's really improved a lot according to Held um, you know you've got Sevion Morrison back who uh, Held said may have the best vision of anybody in that room um, you know and, and, and Marvin Scott has been maybe arguably the the most consistent out of everybody so I think we're going to get a good look at, at some of those guys and um, and they're all hungry you know and Held said ideally I've got four running backs that we can rotate uh, with really a top two that are going to see the the vast majority of those carries. I think the bigger question will be step what he's like when he comes back. Yeah, yeah and what's what's interesting, you know, about the format of the spring game is, you know, you have your your top guys. Well, who is the top guy in that running back room? So I think all those players are going to get a substantial amount of work over the course of the game to where, you know, I mean, this is a real prove it moment for for that group, especially considering how much time they've collectively missed over and spring. If you really don't have a great read, I think they would be doing themselves a disservice with the transfer portal and kind of elevating a guy or two right now over the others, because I still believe it is kind of a grab bag. And if you, if you say, well, we think these guys have emerged, it might lead some others to leave mm-hmm. before you really truly know kind of what you have. Especially with so many guys that haven't even had the opportunity to get on the field. I mean, we don't even know what Sevion Morrison looks like in a game setting and, you know, Gabe Irvin. So they, I think they still have plenty to work with. It's just a matter of getting them on the field to prove it. All right. We're going to talk defensive storylines next. You're listening here to the Husker line show.